Well, hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Enroll More Students podcast. Today, we're chatting about setting your preschool program up for success. And if you know me, you know that I absolutely love chatting about preschool. There's so much growth and potential to be had in your preschool programs. So today, I'm joined by my friend Chantelle Kermy. Chantelle runs an amazing studio in Sydney, Base 181 Studios. And she has been perfecting and working on her preschool programs and the delivery of them for years. They run an incredible studio along with her partner, Samson Smith. So Chantel and um, Samson are both professional dancers. Chantel's worked professionally with some amazing people like Ricky Martin. Samson's from Justice Crew. So they know a thing or two about hip hop and dance. So together, as well as running their studio, they've created this amazing program called Little Groovers Hip Hop Program. So today we're talking not only about that, but also other ways that you can up-level your preschool program. I hope you enjoy our chat. Hello and welcome to the Enrol More Students podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, from Raise the Bar. I'm absolutely passionate about helping children's activity business owners earn more money and build the business of their dreams. So join me as we discuss all the ways that you can help enrol more students into your program today. Hi, Chantel. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. So, so good. So I know you guys run um, an amazing preschool uh, program at base um, and your studio is a little bit different. You're um, more of a hip hop niche kind of studio. Is that right? Yeah, so we really focus on um, breaking hip-hop grooves and we teach acrobatics and also commercial jazz. So really those styles that are quite popular and trending at the moment, yeah. That's amazing. And so that must work really well because so many preschool parents, you know, they're young parents and they, you know, they still want to be up with, you know, the the top trends and all of that. And hip-hop is obviously, you know, the most trending style usually. Yeah, totally. I think we get a lot of the parents who are quite connected to the current trends. Um, They also come in and they can see like their kid is, you know, spinning on the floor or, you know, doing kind of breaking moves so they can kind of connect that and that's what they want to they want to develop in their child. So it works really well. But yeah, parents love um, the hip hop and the breaking aspect. I think it's really different to what's out there for, for sure. them as well so, for sure yeah. and I guess that's so great as well because I presume that you have a huge um you know boys in your class and a lot of males in the class as well absolutely so we definitely we actually started our studio um I own it with my partner Samson yeah and he's traditionally a break dancer and hip hopper oh hip hopper <laughs> um and so every time we'd go out to like a festival or something like that he was always like why is there always just one boy in every oh, kind of troop he, really, yeah, <laughs> he honestly couldn't understand it because he didn't grow up in like a suppose a traditional setting like me in a dance school so we actually started the studio to kind of benefit you know boys and kind of target more boys to get them involved in you know mateship and a community where they felt safe um so we started with like three students and honestly within yeah I think it was like a year we had to get our own premises and it was I think our studio is now about 60 percent boys orientated that's amazing and that's so unheard of in the dance world 
Yeah, honestly, when everyone comes through, they're like, wow, I just can't believe how many boys you have. Um, But it's just about having those strong role models for them and just creating a space where they feel like they have community and have mateship, just replicating what they get in sports, I suppose, where they feel a part of. That's so amazing. And yeah, running such a strong hip hop um, preschool program has got to be the foundation for building that studio with such a large number of boys, I presume. Yeah, totally. So I think definitely having this, we call it our little groovers program. Um, It's our feeder program and 100% that's where we get all our boys from. Um, Also the girls who, you know, don't want to wear the tutus and don't want to be unicorns. It really appeals to them as well. But um, having this feeder program allows us to really um, start from the foundation and then grow into the other programs we have. Um, So you'll find that throughout our studio, we have really strong presence of both equal um, boys and girls, which is really awesome. So, so amazing. So let's talk about this amazing preschool program. Um, And I know you guys in your studio have um, so many special ways that you make the classes awesome for the kids so I'd love to talk about like how that first class because I know that first class whether it's a free trial non-free trial whatever it is is so important for the preschool parents so tell me about that what do you do around that first class to make it special okay so basically we don't start by calling it a trial Um, so yes I know Um, so we call out, well, trial classes, I suppose we call them introductory classes. So we're really big at our studio and especially with our preschool program, um, with setting the language and the tone from the get go with the parents. So often, um, from that first class, we're feeling that the parents quite anxious probably. And there's a few considerations that we take in to consideration, which is like, is it, the child's maybe first class coming to any sort of activity. Yeah. Um, is it the the child's first class um, where the parents taking them? Maybe dad's taking them instead of mum. This is that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I find parenting style is really a big one. So you know sometimes you get those parents who were like, um, can I just leave them and grab a coffee? Or <laughs> that would be know, me. Yeah, <laughs> that would be me too. <laughs> um, or you get those parents who are more helicopter parents who really want to be there and be involved. Um, and then you obviously get, I, I call this the new parent, but it could be any parent, but um, the parent who compares their child to the others in the class. Oh, that's so, huge, um, isn't it? Yeah. And especially if they're watching the class as well. So those are the considerations we definitely take into our preschool program. Um, And that will determine the class or how that first introductory class is going to be for um, that preschooler. So by calling it an introductory class, we feel that it's a not putting pressure that it's either going to work out or it's not. And that we're just introing them to the program. So there's no um, set expectation or outcome. Um, so that's kind of what we do. And then I love that. In- I love the idea of like an introduction and yeah, not having that pressure like trial, they either succeed or don't succeed in that first class. Because I presume that's kind of the connotation that you get with trial. Like, yeah, you either succeed and you pass the trial or you don't. Yeah. And I think the parents too of preschoolers come in with 
such high expectations either or they're not sure what to expect. There's such like a big Mm. or vast difference. Um, So even like when we get our emails through for preschoolers, it's often like, oh, I don't know how they're going to react or not putting any pressure on it because they feel like the outcome could be like a, I suppose, like a fail in a way. Mm -hmm. But really on the first class, it's about celebrating every achievement, whether big or small. So even if they step into the studio doors with confidence, like my team knows to make a big deal out of that and to acknowledge that and tell the parent that that's a big deal. Like, oh, wow, Lucy just walked straight on in. Do you know like that often preschoolers don't do that? Like that's such already a big milestone. So, Oh, that's so good. And just like, yeah, celebrating every single little success along the way, just not just like did they participate in the whole class because we know as teachers so often they don't. And yeah. I feel like it's, like you said, it's the parents that freak out about that. No one else. It's the parents putting this huge amount of pressure on them, um, themselves and their child being that like perfect child. Yeah, totally. Like yeah. sometimes I always get the cause where it's like, oh, she's so nervous or he's so nervous. And then we meet them and I'm like, no, it's you that's nervous. Sure. <laughs> They're fine. They're walking straight on in. They're like enjoying all the vibes and the music. Oh. So just creating that excitement and taking the pressure off for the parents, I think is the big key. Yeah, for sure. It's so funny. We talk about that um, in our studio as well and as a team, especially to some of the teachers uh, that aren't parents. That it's they we talk about that parents are people too, and they're just they're anxious, just like you would be anxious walking into a new gym class. They're yeah. anxious bringing their child to a new dance class or a new swimming class, and they worry about like, oh, where am I going to sit? You know, are the other mothers going to talk to me? The parents worry about those things too. Totally. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. No, I definitely feel that. Oh, another thing we do mm. um, for the first class is we're really big on like setting the expectations for parents before they come into the studio at all. So with our onboarding, we send a video basically explaining that with our preschool introductory classes, it's um, we estimate it will be about four classes before they really start to settle in, find the routine. Cause I think sometimes two parents forget that this is all new and it's quite a big step to independence for their child. Like, you know, when they're going to school, it's kind of like the first day, it's a new environment, new Mm. teacher, they're having to meet all new faces. So it can be overwhelming for the child, but um, we find that after four classes, that that's when, you know, children at that age tend to like settle in, find their feet. So we're very upfront from the get-go. We send a video just saying like, really, if your child comes and sits in the class, that's a massive achievement in itself. Um, So they're coming in with, I suppose, the expectation that anything is okay. That's amazing. Um, Yeah. I presume the parents love that and that just gives them a bit of an idea of what to expect on that first class and and what they should expect from their child as well. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Mm, Awesome. So, um, Tell me about when they come to that class, you've had this awesome video sent to them before the classes start. What happens then? Does the parent um, watch the class? Do you, um, because I know that's always a big thing, like do parents watch on that first lesson or do you get them to stay in the waiting room or how does that work for you guys? Okay, so this is, I'm pretty big on not letting the parents watch, okay, Mm. for a couple of different reasons. Number one, our Little Groovers program is all about giving the child independence. 
and building resilience. Um, so when we're talking to the parent about that, we just explain that this is a little step towards gaining that and to getting closer towards independence and also um, getting them comfortable and used to be in a class setting ready for school, big school. Yeah, They're not going to be able to take mum and dad into class for big school. Um, however, we do always like there are some students maybe on the first day where you can kind of say, oh, actually, you can come into the class yes. and they'll settle down. Um, but we do give them an option to watch on a TV in literally the next room. So they feel connected to the class. They can see everything, but their child has their own independence. And I think that's really big on building resilience. But also sometimes for us, our motto is believing your flyness, conquer your shyness. Oh, my gosh. Tell me that again. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's believing your flyness, conquer your shyness. So, so cool. <laughs> yeah. So while their child might benefit from having mum and dad in the class, there's probably, you know, you know, 10 other students who feel uncomfortable with adults staring at them or, you know, they might feel a little self-conscious or they're having their first experience and they're feeling a bit um, nervous about yeah. it. So that's where also we just explain to the parents that, you know, this is why we're doing it. And most of the time they're really, really understanding. And because we give them the option of watching on the camera, they're fine with it. Yeah. And it's just like if any, if their child needed them, we could just pop them out of class. Of course. Um, yeah. Of course. So, I love that you're like flexible with it as well. Um, I think totally. that's so important. Well, I think with this age group, you have to be quite flexible and you have to learn to adapt quickly. Mm-hmm. Um so that's another thing we train our teachers in. So with um, introductory classes, like can our teachers adapt and act and identify things quite quickly? And you need to be like fluid with it. Um, you have to have, I guess, a plan in place. But yeah, with preschoolers, they're unpredictable, right? So you have oh, yeah. to go with the flow and definitely train your staff on recognizing different kind of students and have a plan in place of how they can approach those students and those parents, like nervous kids, crying students, disruptive at times, you know. Um, there's all types yeah yeah all types so just getting used to that having a little plan but yeah also knowing that you have to be flexible with it yeah for sure and I think empowering your teachers as well that they're um that they're able to do things like you know perhaps if at the moment you might only have I know um Chantelle you said you had like a four class like um introductory program um but you know if you're a studio that has you know just a one class trial empowering your teachers to say no come back for another free trial if they didn't quite get there because if the um, teachers don't know that they're allowed to do that, then they're not going to offer that. And, yeah. you know, that's, you know, you need to empower your staff to know what they can and can't do in your studio um, so that they can set all those kids up for success. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So tell me, um, I know you've got some top tips for us um, for making your preschool program stand out and look amazing. What's your tip number one? Okay, my tip number one is you have to have um, a unique logo for your uh, preschool program. Amazing. So things to consider with your logo is a what type of student do you want to attract? What type of parent do you want to attract? So sometimes this can be a little bit confusing with studios because you've got like two avatars. Mm -hmm. Um, So you need to kind of pinpoint to both 
ideally at the end of the day, you're, you are selling a brand and that's selling towards the parent. They're the one paying the money. They're the ones seeing it in the ads. Yep. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So you want to kind of target the ideal parent in my eyes and with your logo, just make it reflect your values. Um, I like to keep it agenda fluid. So it's attracting everyone. Yeah. Um, Cause you don't want to cut off a whole market and you want to put that logo on everything you want your preschoolers to come to another thing is making a separate uniform with that branding on it and you can also have your studio branding on it as well yeah amazing so completely different like program name logo branding all of those things do you go as far as to have like a different like instagram account and things like that or do you put it all in the one um yeah we do so um in all honesty we were doing it all together however I got feedback from my older students and um, they were kind of like, oh, the Instagram's looking a little bit kitty," And that just sparked me to be like, actually, you know what, let's just separate them. Yes. We do definitely post our preschool program on our studio page, um, especially if we're trying to push like an event or something like that. Um, but we do make a place where just the preschool parents can kind of see everything. Mm. And that's another thing I do find is you kind of have to think of your preschool program and then from six and up as two separate studios essentially because they have such different needs Mm. and it's kind of like you're running two different studios for um, sure, for sure. Do you find that? Yeah, I do, for sure. We, you know, we do the same. We um, name our preschool programs separately. And, you know, the, the emails are different, the concert information, even though, like, for example, you know, it's concert time at the moment. Our concerts are run exactly the same. The wording that we use is different um, for the preschool program because they need more reassurance. They need to yes. understand different things. So, yeah, I think it's really important that you speak directly to who you're meant to be speaking to and not speaking broadly to everybody and then people get confused and don't understand because, yeah, the you know, the 17, 18-year-old student that's been dancing for 12 years needs to hear something or see something different on Instagram to what that brand-new preschool parent needs. Yeah. And that's, that is a big thing. Um, I do find preschool parents need way more reassurance. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and even though you give them all the information, they'll still ask you what they've read <laughs> just to make sure it's correct. You know, oh, yes. um, oh, I 100% find that. Yeah. It's interesting. I was at the studio this morning with um, doing a reception for our preschool classes this morning. And the same thing, every single parent wanted to come in and go, oh, and show me the information that they had on their phone, the newsletter, and just basically read through it with me. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's okay. Like that's what they need to do because they're obviously feeling anxious about it. Um, yeah. And you've got to be there to support that no matter what. They are the clients and you've got to do what you've got to do sometimes. <laughs> totally. You've got to hold their hand a little bit more. And that's what I tell my admin team too. Yeah. Um, that recently happened to us. Um you just have to be, they just need extra information, extra attention, extra guidance, the parents. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so different um, branding, different logos, different uniforms. Now I lo- know you love mascots as well. So you do fully different mascots and everything um, in your preschool program. Yes, we are big on mascots mm. and this has honestly elevated our program to the next level. Yeah. Um, so we created two different mascots. We've got one called B-Boy Beats. Um, he's a break dancer. And then we've got one called Boomer. And she's a bit of like an MC, so she likes to rap, but she's also a really funky hip hop dancer. Um, so when you're building your mascots, 
I really think the big thing about it is again back to your branding but like who do you want to ref- who do you want your student to be mm. and th- those are the mascots that you want to create um you want to like connect to your target audience um through your mascots so the way that we kind of did that was we created a gecko which was like super versatile she was funky she was fresh that's the student we want to attract and then we um did like a pup or a dog so he's super loyal and that's the kind of you know student we want super loyal um I love that you've given that so much thought (laughs) that is yeah and I think that's that's like important though like to give it thought and to have the intention behind it because then it's easier to push for your brand um but give them names give them personalities and then that way your students can resonate with them and then they see themselves in your mascots as well for sure um, but mascots are amazing for everything, obviously branding and stuff, but it gives you opportunities to like upsell, create mm-hmm. new products. Mm-hmm. Um, we do things like tutorials, um, Tuesday tutorials with our mascots, yeah. which just helps the students learn new moves. And then even uh, they were amazing during Zoom. Oh. They would make appearances, yeah. <laughs> which were awesome. And we could send like little videos home of them, like, you know, um, doing the routine so they could practice for the concerts. Um, But you can thread them all the way through your program and they're super easy to create. Like they're super fun. Mm. We actually got ours made up into a full mascot so they can appear at the concerts. Um, The parents love them. The students, when they make an appearance in classes, it's like the best day for the kids. Their face (laughs) light up. They're like, whoa, they're actually here. You only see them on my screen. Oh, that's so cute. Do you have kids that are scared of them? We always have a couple of kids that like freak out. It's always weird. You know what? Before we bring them in the class, we build it up. Yeah. So they know. Yeah. And we show them videos. Um, So we haven't really had any students who have been super scared. But once we did the Easter Bunny, and people were scared. <laughs> <laughs> We've done that too. Even my three-year-old, we, um, uh, Nathan, you know, did Santa one year and she didn't realise that it was her dad and she oh, no. didn't go to the studio for six months in case Santa was there. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> She's no, like, no, oh, yeah. no studio, no Santa, no Easter Bunny. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hard for life. Yeah. So we usually tell the parents before just yeah. being like, hey, just don't forget, um, like yeah. Beats is coming in today so they can prepare their kids. Yeah. Um, and if you're using them all the time, I think that makes a big difference as well. If it's just you're like pulling out a random character suit randomly and they didn't expect it, yeah. But if you've been using those characters, they've been seeing uh, tutorials and everything all the time, then they're obviously built up to it and excited about it. Yeah, and we build it up as if like, oh, Beats is coming in to teach us this move next week or like we kind of um, use our mascots as additional teachers yeah. to kind of guide them and, t- uh, yeah, I guess teach them new moves and things like that. Amazing, amazing. So um, tell me about what other top tips you have um, for setting your preschool program up for success. I know you're big on making sure your teachers know what what's going on and they're trained well. Yes, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm big on this. Yeah. This is like probably the number one thing I think that's really important in mm. any program, but particularly your preschool program. Mm-hmm. Um, so having like really, really strong lesson plans. Yes. And a structure that is followed throughout each class. So with your preschoolers, you want to have routine. 
um, and you want to have structure, but you're also, again, coming back to being fluid and flexible, you need to have like content that kind of changes. So they're learning as they go along, but routine and structure is the most important. And the way to achieve that is having really strong lesson plans mm. and programming um, for many different reasons, obviously to empower your teachers. Sometimes I feel as studio owners, cause we've got so much on our plate, you know, we're juggling so many different hats that when we hire teachers, we just expect them to like know what they're doing. Mm. You know, we're like, oh, great. Millie's done full-time. She knows how to teach. And that is but, not how it works. Yes, <laughs> that's not how it works. Um, so, and you definitely in full-time don't learn how to teach classes. Yes. You learn how to dance and you learn technique, but you're not learning how to be a teacher. And not and how to what, um, talk to preschoolers. Exactly. And that's where I think we do go wrong with preschoolers or can go wrong is because we hire teachers who are great dancers, but maybe, you know, need some assistance on the teaching front. So by having a lesson plan with really clear, like focuses and goals and outcomes um, and a really clear structure is going to set your program up for success. Um, also, just being really clear on what your expectations are as a studio owner and how you expect the program to be delivered um, would just set like the tone for the class. But this is also a big one. So like not relying on the teachers being the brand of your preschool program. Ooh, yeah. You want to rely on the program itself. So no matter what teacher comes in, they're gonna your students are gonna have that same experience, mm. um, which I find is probably the number one key where people can go wrong because they highlight the teacher. And don't get me wrong, we so want to do that because obviously your students are connecting with the teacher and that's where they create their bond. But at the end of the day, as studio owners, we have to be smarter about things. Yes. We have to work a little bit smarter and put um the intention and the focus on the programming rather than who the teacher is of that program. For sure. Teachers come and go. It's a job, um, you know, and unfortunately sometimes, you know, even the best well-intended teachers, we lose them. Things happen. Yeah. So I think it's so important for it to be on the program. So what kind of stuff do you have in a lesson plan, like for your program, for Little Groovers, what sort of things included in the lesson plan? Okay, so definitely obviously having key things like, um, the equipment needed, um, knowing where we always have an assistant teacher, which I totally recommend for your preschool mm. classes, where the teacher is, the role of the assistant teacher. Um, we always have like lesson focus and goals. Oh, yeah, I love um, that. The goals and the outcomes and everything like you would in a school lesson plan. Totally. Mm. Um, and that's just really clear in the lesson plan too on what they're learning and your teacher can easily convey that to parents. So, for instance, some things that – our lesson plans include in little groovers is like dynamics. So working with like sharp movements versus um, soft movements mm. or big movements versus small movements, shapes, levels, things like that. Um, we obviously have like how the studio should be set up or the class should be set up. This is a massive one. We have a music list. Mm. So all our music in our little groovers program is original music. Um, which is super awesome. Samson so does it <laughs> with all these amazing producers. Mm. Um, so we've got a song list set out. So the teacher knows exactly what songs and what order they're in. Oh, I know that um, that really helps with the flow of the class as well. We have like how they should be welcomed from even um, 
the waiting room. So who's welcoming them? And usually our assistant teacher would welcome them um, and then they would know to come into the class. We've got um, the choreography. We do down-the-room drills. Amazing. And that's all in the lesson plan. So the teacher, even if the teacher wasn't prepped for class like they should be, they should be able to come in, look at that and have everything that they need basically. Totally. And Mm. do you know what? During COVID, um, as we know, sometimes teachers are – you know, sick or things like that. So oh, yeah. for some, <laughs> yes, as we know, <laughs> um, sometimes like to just be able to pick up a lesson plan and be able to read it clearly is so important. Otherwise, even you as the studio owner, not only are you stressing about finding a cover, but are they going to know what to do? Do they have the appropriate music? I know that's a big thing for us too, as a stu- uh, hip hop studio is we always have to tell people, oh, please use clean music or use appropriate music. Mm. Um, cause sometimes I guess you just forget as well, but yeah, just having a clear lesson guide, always following like the layout of the preschool program, having a ready to go list of things. Um, yeah, it amazing. really helps. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So what else, um, do you think really sets up the program for success or any of your preschool programs, no matter what you're teaching at your studio? Um, I do find that using props is a big one. Oh, yeah. And I know, I feel like that's like one of the number one things people ask is like what props to use. Mm. Um, we find, well, my top three props, um, I like maracas. They really help with musicality. Mm. You can also use like those um, eggs as yeah, well. Yeah, like shaking egg things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they don't have to be, um, It like the equipment doesn't have to be expensive mm. or you know, you don't have to get it from, you know, crazy places. Yeah, Kmart um, and works I, just as well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Kmart is the best. <laughs> um, ribbon wristbands are really good. So we use those for dynamics. So um, they're just like wristbands you get around the child's um, wrist. Yeah, they look like a scrunchie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're like yeah. a scrunchie with yeah. ribbons on it. Yeah, um, and boys and girls love them. Mm. And we use them for things like um, being superheroes, so where they do really sharp and fast movements, or we use it for dynamics where they're like soft and playful movements. Mm. Um, and then another one is bean bags. So we use that a lot for balancing and learning the anatomy of the body. So things like put the bean bag on your head or put it on your shoulder. Now can you try and hop around? Um, so those are the top three. I love we that. have heaps of other yeah props that we use, and they're really good for sensory. So at this age, they're curious. They want to touch. They want to feel. They want to. Um, they're playful with things. So using lots of props is essential for preschool. So so good. And what do you do with the maracas? What do you like just like um, shake along to the beat or do you actually do like, I don't know, across the floor things or what do you do? Um, So we actually, the way we've kind of set it out is obviously, I mean, in any dancing, but especially breaking and hip hop, musicality is really important to Mm -hmm. listen to the beat because it's a lot about freestyle. So um, the teacher will like do um a little like how would I say like a a kind of (laughs) (laughs) we can see each other and no one else that's listening to us can see (laughs) (laughs) it's like a they would do a rhythm that's what I'm a rhythm Mm -hmm. yes they would do a rhythm Chantel's allowed to have pregnancy brain at the moment (laughs) how many days to go get your words out how many days Um, have you got to go um I think it's like five or six days Well, yeah, you're definitely allowed to have pregnancy brain. <laughs> oh, God. 
No, but yeah, they'll play a rhythm mm. and then it's like a call and response. Yeah. So then the students will have to play the rhythm. Oh, I love um, that. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're starting to listen and then take action. Um, so then after we do that, we've actually got um, a song called Shake It um, as part of our preschool program. Yep. And then they learn to shake the maracas in different areas. And then it's about shaking and stopping. Mm. So they're learning rhythm, different rhythms. And they're also learning um, to listen to the music. Mm. So when it says stop, they stop. stop. I love yeah. that. So, yeah. so great. So I know you've got two more tips for us. Uh, what's tip number five? Okay, so um, celebrating every moment. Mm. So with our program, um, it's a skill-based program and it's a progression-based program. Mm. So basically they start, we have different colours for each um, kind of level yeah um, so we start with the blue level and they have five skill sets that they have to achieve um but there's no set time for them and that's another thing we don't like put any pressure that if they don't get it oh my goodness it's yeah. a big deal they don't even know really um so there's yeah five different skill sets that they have to achieve mm. um and then the teacher will just tick it off so each student gets a different level card yep and then also within those level cards there's things like milestones that they've um the teacher has noticed that they've achieved. So things like great listening skills in class or one of the big things in our classes is helping to clean up um, after we do like an obstacle course um, so that they're participating and helping and sharing in that aspect or they're getting used to their rights and lefts. Mm. So um, it's not just based on just dancing. It's also based on the like progressions of a preschooler, which is what parents want to see too. For sure, as they're starting to get ready for school and... All of that. Yeah, yeah, totally. So after they um, tick all those off, then they can go give that progression card to mum and dad and then they go on to the next level. Yeah, amazing. So you're just celebrating yeah. all of those moments and, and presenting them with certificates and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So for each level, they get a certificate. Um, and then also just celebrating them at concerts and events. So we give them little medals, um, obviously, um, for like mid-year concert and end-of-year concert. Mm. Um, and just, yeah, literally celebrating every little success. So we have like a studio app, um, that we use and in our app, you can have like chats for each kind of class. Yeah. So it's our assistant's job during the class to kind of snapshot the students and just keep the parents up to date with basically like any achievements or goals that have been, um, accomplished in the class Mm. by students. So not only is that parent seeing their kid achieve, but the other parents are seeing other kids achieve and know that like the culture of the studio and the culture of the program as well. Amazing. So what the assistant's like sending a message saying, um, you know, little Janie um, just did a great job packing away or something like that. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's exactly it. And Mm. not only does it make the parent feel proud, but it's also in the moment. So they feel like they're keeping up to date in the moment, especially if they can't or like we don't let them into the class. So they're feeling like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It's just like a cool little retention strategy. Um, I love that. Yeah, and not making it all about the dance at that age as well. It's Mm. making it about the whole experience for them and the other skill sets they're getting at that age that are really vital for, again, going to big school. For sure. That's something we talk about a lot because – them being in any sort of a class at that age is so important. It doesn't really matter what they're learning. 
Um, yeah. Obviously, what they want to be having fun, um, but it doesn't matter if it's a, a gymnastics class, a dance class, a hip hop class, a soccer class, whatever. They're learning those skills that are so important um, to move um, forward and get ready for school, and yeah, learn all that sort of you know waiting their turn in line. Like that's such a huge skill for a little person yeah, to move the, to learn. Sorry. No, that's okay. The parents aren't coming or enrolling them into classes because mm. they want them to be amazing dancers. No. You know, they want them to learn to connect with other students. Yeah. They want them to learn to, you know, understand the role of a teacher in a class or, you know, just to have fun with the music. So, for yeah. Sure. For sure. And then how do you um, move the children on from the preschool program into the older age? Because I think that's a big key. You don't just want them to go, oh, I've learned everything I need for school readiness now. I'm about to start kindergarten. Cool, I'm done with it. Absolutely. So um, we have set programs for mm. this age. Um, so we've got our two to five little groovers. Yep. And then, you know, with the level cards that I was speaking about earlier, mm. that's where they're learning the foundation of their skills. And then we can say to mum and dad, awesome, they've completed all their levels. They're so ready to move up to our five to sevens, which we call our youngsters. Yep. Um, what we've done too is we've created different colours for each um program yeah so like our little groovers is like a blue color our youngsters is a purple color so it's a massive deal when our little groovers move up to the purple color mm. and we make sure that's really visual all throughout the studio and then often the kids and also the parents will be like when can so and so move to the purple level um, so when they do move up we make it such a big deal we fully celebrate them so um yeah, it's so cool. I know you do a graduation, right? Yeah, we do a similar thing like with a graduation. So it's very clear that they're now moving on to the new program. The same thing that we kind of do um, when they graduate, they get like a graduation um, pack, which is also like what's next and like what's their next options for classes, um, the skills that they've learned so far and, and where they should be moving. It's it's a pathway, you know, and it's yeah. moving them along that pathway and being very clear and strategic with your direction. And, yes, totally. And mm. what we do too is from the get-go, from them starting Little Groovers, in their information booklet, we show the progression and yes. we talk about it. All so it's as if yeah. we're already – are they like programming them yeah, to yeah. know that this is the end goal and this is where they're going to go to, um, that really helps. So the parents love that and they're very clear from the get-go like what the path is. Yes, I think also what we do, and I'm pretty sure Nate and yourself spoke about this, was like trying to eliminate any of the negatives or like anything that will kind of deter a parent. Mm. So for us, for our Little Groovers program, the parents know that it's a breaking and hip hop class. And then we offer other programs for preschoolers that are different kind of genres. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't combine all of our styles into one. I know you're big on this too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so that when they do move up to the five to sevens, it's just a natural progression for them to pick up all the classes separately. And it's not the parents not going, wait, hang on. So you can't just do a class that does everything. Why am I now doing three classes when I'm paying the I used to just pain? do one. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a bit of an odd thing where they did like one big combo class and then it's like, oh, but why do I now have to pay for three classes Yeah, the same thing? Yeah. Yeah, so that's been a massive thing for us too mm. because they kind of just seamlessly just roll straight into the next age group. And, of course, you can add more classes as they get older. 
Um, so you can see, you can just say like, if you don't add, I'm sorry, if you don't offer ACRO when they're preschoolers, you can offer it when they're older. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's been a massive, massive help too. I love that. Look, there were so many great tips in there for whether um, you run a independent preschool program or any of the um, licensed programs um, that are out there. So hopefully um, you guys all got some great tips. But um, Chantel, you and Samson, um, your amazing partner, are selling Little Groover's um, program, which is so unique because there's not really any hip hop preschool programs on the market. Yes, totally. So that's actually why we've done this. Um, I was actually talking to someone today and I was showing them our level cards and they were like blown away because they were like, oh, I didn't um, like I was unsure how to teach hip hop or breaking to preschoolers because she was kind of like I thought that the, you know, helicopter, which they call the coffee coffee grinder was like the easiest trick for preschoolers so once I showed her the level card she was like oh this is amazing yeah so what we've done is yeah we've basically created a fully um amazing fully amazing (laughs) (laughs) no it's an incredible program um focusing on breaking and hip-hop and basically everything I've spoken about Um, is included in the program so from your lesson plans to your mascots we've done it all for you and I think coming from that background of being a studio owner and also being a teacher we've made it so seamless that your senior students can pick up the program and be able to teach it and I think that's a really big thing with breaking and hip-hop in our community is that we don't have enough teachers or we can't find the teachers who are skilled in both areas of like, say, jazz and breaking. Mm. So this program is something that um, your current teachers can pick up and implement straight away, which is awesome. And the fact that it's like real hip hop, because I think that that's a big thing that a lot of um, teachers are teaching hip hop in inverted commas, that's more like jazz. And especially, you know, there's a lot of studio owners, um, you know, that are my age that didn't grow up with hip hop. It wasn't around. We didn't know as much. So the fact that it's all broken down in levels and super simple to understand really helps the teachers get educated in it, I guess. Yeah. And I think also um, it's kind of the way of the future Mm. with TikTok and, you know, it's the current trends of what the kids are watching. So I think also as studio owners being up to date with and current with what we're offering Um, and not cutting ourselves short as well. Like how I was just saying, like have your separate jazz programs where you teach teach jazz, have your separate ballet where you teach all those techniques and then offer hip hop um, and breaking because that's a completely new revenue. I mean, Samson and I have created a whole studio just around literally four styles of hip hop. Yeah. and everyone can do that and implement that in their For sure. studio and have the students taking of, yeah. more classes instead of just that jazz ballet you know, jazz ballet tap or jazz ballet acro to take another style as well for preschoolers is so, so amazing. Uh, The music in the program is amazing. So Samson, your partner, um, was one of the original members of Justice Crew, which is like a big, you know what, I actually use Justice Crew for all of my, whenever I teach hip hop, it's always my go-to music. Um, You know what, they actually have such good music. It's so good. (laughs) I actually taught last night and I had um, Friday to Sunday on um, because I pulled up an old playlist and that's all what it was, even though (laughs) 
since I've been working with you guys, like, you know, we've got it all. I now know Samson, of course, but I already had it all in my playlist and it's such good music. So I know um, he obviously knows what he's talking about with music and has created some amazing preschool friendly music. Is that right? Yes. So he's working with lots of producers and lots mm. of writers. Um and with our music, we've been really diverse as well. So making sure that we have both male and female voices yeah. um, and also representing the culture of hip hop, um, you know, from funk tunes to like breaking tracks. We've got follow along songs. We've got instrumentals. Um, yeah, the music is really incredible. And everyone I've shown so far has been like, whoa, that's that's so good because we know how hard it is to find good music for- I mean, in any hip hop age, but yes. especially preschoolers, that's not like a nursery rhyme or tingy or boppy. So or swearing or about really inappropriate things. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Sometimes you play the hip hop music and you're like, "Oh, this is such a good beat. This is like got no yeah. swearing." And then you listen to the words and you're like, oh, "Wow, no, no." <laughs> For sure, yeah. I so love that. I um, downloaded the Christmas song. You've got a um, hip hop Christmas song as well. That is so cute. That is so good. I um, sent it to all of my teachers the other day too. Oh, awesome. Yes, it's the eight moves of Christmas. So um, each week they could learn a new move or, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, If anyone's interested, happy to send it through to them as well. Yeah, most definitely. Um, So they can check out your program. I know you're doing like calls with people to show them because I know you've got themed terms with all the lesson plans. There's so much included. It's so incredible. Where can they go to find out more about the program if they're interested? So we've got our website, which is littlegroovershiphop.com. Um, they can pop onto that and they can also find us at Little Groovers um, Hip Hop on Instagram and Facebook as well. Amazing. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing your tips with us. Um, the program sounds amazing. So excited to have a really good look through it. It looks incredible. As I said, the music is next level. I think that's the, my favorite bit about it. But thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Amanda. It's such a pleasure. Oh, so good. Good luck, super mum. You're going to be super mum in a week or so. That is so incredible. Thank you so much, everyone. I hope you've gotten so much out of today's call.